Welcome to this podcast of sermons at CUNY United Methodist Church. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles, the 16th chapter. On the Sabbath day, we went outside the gate by the river, where we supposed there was a place of prayer. And we sat down and spoke to the women who had gathered there. A certain woman named Lydia, a worshiper of God, was listening to us. She was from the city of Thyatira and a dealer in purple cloth. The Lord opened her heart to listen eagerly to what was said by Paul. When she and her household were baptized, she urged us saying, if you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come and stay at my home. And she prevailed upon us. The word of the Lord. One of the many benefits of worshiping outside is our pews are not nailed down. So if you would like your pew to be in a different spot, like let's say you're sitting in the sun, (laughs) please feel comfortable to get up and move even as the shade moves so that you can stay where you are comfortable. So we are in a worship series called Heroes of the Faith. Heroes grab our attention They inspire us. They make us bold and brave because they are bold and brave. And they give themselves for others and they change the world. And heroes of the faith are followers of God. They don't personally have superpower, but they cooperate with the only real superpower, which is God. And then God does amazing things through them. So today, our hero is Lydia. As you heard, she was praying with a group of women outside the city gate by the river on the Sabbath. The city that she was, the city gate that they were coming from was Philippi, which was a Roman colony in Europe. This happened about 20 years after the death and resurrection of Christ. And we hear that she was a worshiper of God. And up walked two men. Paul and Timothy, and they shared an amazing story about a wandering teacher and healer. And they told about all these signs and wonders that God had done through him and how he taught the scripture with authority and how he healed people and cast out demons and that he was crucified and that he conquered death. He rose from the dead. And they said, it's Jesus, the Messiah. He is the Son of God. And then they invited this group, do you want to be followers of Jesus? And we hear that Lydia was captured by what they said, the Lord opened her heart. The Lord opened her heart. And I have to wonder if that was no small trick. Because sometimes life, you know, makes it a little easier for God to open your heart because life is just not working out. You have done your best and things are just not going well. But I suspect that for Lydia, that life was working just fine. Because we hear that she was a dealer in purple cloth. In the ancient world, we just heard a whole lot about Lydia. Purple cloth was extremely expensive. 
So she would have been a wealthy merchant in those circles. Purple um, was, was a dye created um, that they made from sea snails, the sea snail Bolinus brandaris, and they would crack them open, you know, and squish the insides out, put them in big lead vats and boil them for days. Ancient writers report that the smell was terrible. And then they would expose it to the sun for a precise amount of time. And out of that came this dye that was vibrant and bright and purple. And not only that, it was long lasting. It did not fade. It was an amazing dye. It took about a quarter million snails to produce one ounce of this dye. It was extremely expensive. And in fact, they say that a, a pound of dyed purple cloth was worth its weight in silver. So it was, it was the worth of money by weight. Pretty much exclusively, only royalty and the ultra-rich ever dressed in purple because it was so expensive. And that's where Lydia was, selling them this high luxury item. Those are the circles she moved in. And like all people who serve the ultra-rich, we can assume that she knew how to give the right deference, how to be comfortable but not too comfortable, who to hang out with and who not to hang out with, because those were the circles that she was in. I think in many ways Lydia was like us. I recently read an article about the American church and about how community really goes against the grain of the way we live. It said contemporary American society is designed to maximize individual, professional, and financial success. And we organize our whole lives around this individual success. So we go to the right schools, we get the right degree, we follow the right career pathway, we get our kids involved in activities that maximize their success. Even our hobbies, like golf, are about maximizing individual success. And it's exhausting. And we are tired. Because when success is the only thing that matters, me, when I'm the only thing that matters, not belonging, not supporting each other, it drains us. Lydia was like us, in a world that focused on success. But we also hear that she worshiped God. So there was something in her that knew that success would not take her where she wanted to go. That success is good. Individual success is good, but, but in the end, it is not the point. She was searching for the point of finding her place with God and with others. She searched. She gathered with others on the Sabbath in prayer. Perhaps she was thinking... I hope God shows me the way. I wonder if she was ready to hear news good enough that her whole life would change. And then it happened. Paul and Timothy 
walked up. They witnessed to her about this new way of life, about, about Christ and about this new community, about being a follower of Jesus, learning the scriptures by heart. Not my memorizing, but by heart. Following his teachings and modeling their life after his. They told her about this new community, what we call the church. Not a building, not a surface, a service, but a community of Christ followers, of mutuality and care and common life. The Lord opened her heart. And then her priority was no longer her own individual success, but a life of discipleship, a life of new priorities. I wonder if it was difficult for her, this shift, this shift in priorities away from her own personal success to a life in community, putting the good of the community over her own personal good. Or I wonder if it was exciting and joy-filled to find the place where she belonged with God and belonged with others. The Lord opened her heart. That word open is used other places. The writer, the author of the Acts of the Apostles is Luke, the same Luke who wrote the Gospel of Luke. And he used that word opened on the story that we call the walk to Emmaus. After the resurrection of Christ, two disciples were walking along and a stranger joined them and told them about everything that had happened and the scriptures and how the scriptures foretold the Messiah and they said, come have dinner with us. And it was when he broke the bread that their eyes were open. And they recognized the stranger was Christ. And then later they said, remember when we were walking with him and our hearts burned within us as he opened the scriptures to us? The Lord opened her heart to see God in the breaking of the bread, to understand the scriptures, to see Christ in the Christian community. And then we hear about three things that Lydia did. She listened to Paul. Her whole household was baptized. And she opened her home. It is a threefold life of faith. Listening. She listened eagerly to what was said by Paul. We listen when we read scripture, when we listen to sermons on Sunday or on podcasts, when we listen to the testimony of others, when we put in our mind the things of God. She and her whole household were baptized. They committed themselves to a life of discipleship a life of following Christ, of celebrating the sacraments, the sacrament of baptism, of sacrament of communion, which we still do. Taking those baptismal vows of kingdom membership, belonging to church community, a lifestyle of mutuality and care and common life, of using her gifts to uplift the community. And then she said, come and stay at my house. Hospitality. For most of us, 
if we are to ask, you know, who, what are the most important virtues, we say things like integrity and kindness and compassion and hard work and responsibility. In biblical times, the two most important virtues were loyalty and hospitality. Loyalty to God, hospitality to others. Jesus named it. Love the Lord your God. Love your neighbor as yourself. And in discipleship, she was loyal to God. And in opening her home, she was hospitable to others. She made room for others in her life. Her priorities shifted from personal success to life in the church and discipleship. And she placed her possessions, her home, at the service of God. Lydia would go on to change the world. She would draw disciples into her home. Paul and Timothy would return, whom they, and they referred to these folks as brothers and sisters in the Lord. And when they returned, they went to the church in Philippi, which met in the home of Lydia. Scholars think Lydia's conversion happened about 50 AD. And Paul would later write this new community the church at Philippi, a letter which we call the letter to the Philippians. And he said, I thank my God every time I remember you in all my prayers for all of you. I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the very first day until now. And this is my prayer, that your love may overflow more and more with knowledge and full insight to help you determine what really matters so that in the day of Christ you may be pure and blameless having produced the harvest of righteousness that comes through Jesus the Christ for the glory and praise of God. Paul saw righteousness in Lydia on that very first day and when he returned. Lydia was a hero of the faith. She was brave and she was bold as she took on this life of discipleship, shifting from a focus on her success to a focus on discipleship. It was risky. Would her business suffer? And she was bold. She shared the good news with others and drew them together. And through her, God birthed the church at Philippi. It started when the Lord opened her heart. And then she shared the good news. And then the Lord opened another heart and another and another until a community was born. That's how this church was born. The Lord opened a heart. And then they told others. And the Lord opened more hearts and more hearts. People shared the good news. They became disciples and they made disciples. They put their gifts and possessions at the service of God. And we can see how that hospitality continues to be lived out in the life of this church. We host the CUNA Community Food Bank. We put our church building at the service of the poor. Our small group members live that out when they invite others into their home. And if you are not part of a small group, we're going to be doing another sign-up this fall. 
the pandemic gave us new opportunities of living out this hospitality when we opted to be together worshiping outside for over a year so that everyone could be part and everyone could be safe. And the truth is, there was a cost. We had to set this church up every single Sunday and then put it back every single Sunday. But pretty soon, people were bringing cushions. If you don't have a cushion, we have a few over there. People were bringing cushions through the winter. People were bringing their their fire, fire pit things and bringing portable propane heaters so that everyone could be welcome. And we go on with our community Sundays, those Sundays when we come together and have a barbecue and serve our community events that we want to go to and that we want to invite others to. Our next one is in two weeks, August 27th, when we will have a church barbecue and welcome people who are coming for free haircuts for back to school. And we will join in partnership with those hairstylists that are, that are giving of their time. Lydia is a hero in the faith. She inspires us in a life of listening and discipleship and hospitality. And may we be like Lydia. Amen. Thanks for listening. This podcast is preached almost always by our pastor, Reverend Mia Crosswaite. CUNA United Methodist Church is a community on a mission to make disciples for the transformation of the world. To support this podcast and the missional priorities of this church, go to cunaumc.org and click on Give. Any amount helps. And if you're kind enough to share your contact information with us, we'll continually send you things. Thank you.